Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Savior Floyd Johnson. So uh, that's something I use on my uh I use something I use on my other podcast. But I am Floyd Johnson and with me today I got a special guest co host from Keeping It Strong Style. It's the young boy Josh Smith. How you doing, Josh? Oh man, I'm doing so well. Um really excited to be on the show. I'm kinda nervous actually. Dude, nothing to be nervous about. We're just gonna talk about the we're just gonna talk about uh, Elite and our WrestleMania weekends. He- Elite, the the elite. elite, dude. Uh, yeah. Oh, I I guess I had too good of a weekend because I literally have been sick all week. Uh, since it, since the moment I started feeling like crap, the moment my flight landed in oh, uh man. Dallas, and you I don't know measles, right? I don't know what the hell I got. Uh, I don't, I don't. I've been. It was funny because I got here. Uh, Wednesday. I got landed Tuesday. Started feeling like crap. Took a bunch of drugs. Felt really good Wednesday. Like, oh, I kicked this shit. Thursday. I mean, that's, that's how drugs will make you feel. Yeah, then Thursday was like, <laughs> yeah. Thursday was like, oh, I feel like crap again. Today, I was like, oh, I feel like crap. So I've been on Robitussin and the Quills day and night. And, uh, yeah, and drink, uh, fluids and all that stuff. My uh, fiance's been taking care of me, but it's just like, Hey, watch this show. Watch this. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying. So I got everything watched, and um, we we're supposed to have somebody else on this week. Uh, she started not feeling well uh, because, you know, apparently New York is a horrible, horrible place that makes everybody sick. Uh, and then uh, – You got to wash hands. Yeah. Touching, those, touching all those subway rails. You don't know what you're touching. You do. <laughs> <laughs> apparently i was just like hey man my body was not ready for the germs from new york and neither were hers so i was like i called in the last second fill in i was like hey josh oh my God. what are you doing see see you're, you're ruining my you ruined the gimmick you need to make it seem like i was always planned to be the guest host <laughs> well, uh, well uh me and josh were uh 
Me and Josh were walking through New York last week. One of us drunk, one of us not. We're not, doesn't matter which well, one of us is. And he's like, he's like, why haven't I been on the show yet? And I was like, dude, you can be on the show <laughs> anytime you want to. I was oh, like, man. so yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna hit up Josh, see if, see if he's watched all the of the week in the elite. Um, sorry, there was no show last week. I like my whole plan was to record right before I left for WrestleMania, and once you get to New York, you're literally sleeping or on the way somewhere or doing the actual thing. It's one of those three things because it's so busy. So I had no idea how just how crazy subways and shit were. So um, uh, I didn't. I was like, oh, I I got to the point. I was like. Well, let me try to record something real quick. So I'm half sleepily trying to record something for last <laughs> week. And I'm like, this is shit. So uh, that's what I pulled up the post. And I'm like, this is not very good. So you know I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it was pretty good, actually. Yeah, I was like, this is well, it didn't feel good to me. I was like, you know what? And I don't I and we were just talking about this. So when you said you watch the shows, you don't believe in doing anything half ass. That's how I work. I mean, I love wrestling too much to do anything half-assed, and all I'm doing is talking about it, and I fucking love that. So, I don't. You know, I was actually, um, I was having some, uh, I don't know what you want to call them, but I was having some issues myself. I actually had to go to the ER this past week, but uh, um, some symptoms started popping up on me during the uh, Suplex Mania podcast, and so like I don't really remember doing the Suplex Mania podcast. Um, the good, th- I haven't listened to it back yet. I've heard good things. Like we've gotten a lot of positive feedback and it was a great time. So hopefully it turned out okay. But like I was zonked out like during that whole thing. And, uh, yeah, I came home and I still had some, uh, it wasn't really sickness, but I had something else kind of going on. I ended up having to go to the hospital. It was kind of crazy. Luckily I'm, uh, alive, <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, uh, New York was crazy. The, um, luckily I did, um, figure out the subway system i i thought it was going to be because i get lost i've got a terrible sense of direction but i i think it was pretty easy to navigate honestly yeah uh yeah uh I, that's me uh if you tell me northeast southeast east or west anything like that i generally can't figure it out i'll have to pull out like a compass app because i'm like i don't know what the hell uh, i don't know where uh we're going so uh but it, yeah it was really easy there was a lot of signs there Good job not dying. As I've messaged you before, I only have one rule for my friends. You're not allowed to die before me. So, good job uh, not dying. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that is uh, – th- that was uh, great as far as that part. But uh, as far as mania and getting around New York was – it's it's a lot of energy. But for, as an Oklahoman boy, that's – you know, it, it, they call it Southwest – but I think sometimes we're closer to the South as far as our behaviors. New York and the attitudes of the people were a little difficult for me to. Uh, yeah, you see, that's that's the funny thing is like I'm in Florida, so technically I'm like in the deep South. But like it's different here. Like the further no- north you go in Florida, the more southern it is. And then as you get like to mi- like the midsection of Florida, like where I live, Tampa, it's pretty Midwestern and. Uh, northeastern like as far as like the type of people that are here and then you keep going south and then it just gets cuban and you have to speak spanish so uh, <laughs> like i'm i'm here but it's really not southern at all like uh t- 
Tampa's a pretty big city, so I'm very used to, you know, northeastern attitude and how people are there. Yeah, I was in a, um, I am very much a, as you've met me, a happy-go-lucky person. Very positive. The things that I am on the show is how I am in real life. I was in a, I was in a bodega. And I was buying something, and there was no one else. Oh, in I love the, the bodegas. There was no one else in the bodega but me. It was like five o'clock in the morning, me catching catching a train somewhere, and Stu was like, "I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but I was going slow. I have no problem admitting I was going slow." And he was trying yeah. to rush. He was trying to rush me, and I was like, "Do you have somewhere to be?" And like me, I'm not. A, I'm not a catch attitude with a person at all. But he caught me at five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, "Do you have somewhere to be? Is there someone behind? Like, is there someone behind me uh, that uh, needs to go? Why are you rushing me?" Like he was about to uh, catch these hands, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. He had pissed me off because it was like I could understand subways, all that stuff. There's generally ten people behind you, but it was <laughs> literally four o'clock in the morning, and there was one person in the store, and he was still rushing me. No, well, I wasn't. Had- I wasn't having it. We were in Queens. We had this amazing bodega, like just walking distance from our Airbnb. Every morning, I would get uh, egg, cheese, and pastrami um, on a roll, like three bucks, bro. Oh my god, it was amazing. I loved it so much. I got one every single morning. Dude, so jealous of you. Uh, I was like, I ate so much. I ate a lot of street food. I ate a lot of. I had pizzas, hot dogs, that kind of stuff. The stuff yeah. I, I ate a lot of street food, so in that way, I had a very New York experience. But a lot of times on the events, I was going to so many events that I didn't really have time to like any, you know, like the take New, in New York. You take in New York. The only thing I did was uh, that last day or that Tuesday I was there. The I mean Monday uh, for Raw, we went to Juniors in Brooklyn, and that move food was amazing. It was amazing. But it was funny, the waitress experience, like as opposed to Oklahoma to New York, she was rude to me. But apparently that's just how waitresses are there. You know, that's how it is, man. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is. And of course, I'm older. Uh, a lot. of I don't look it, but I am almost 38 years old. So uh, when uh, I'm kind of setting my ways and how I'm how interactions with people are supposed to go. But it was great meeting everyone that I met. Uh uh, I'd already met Josh and Jeremy, but it was great seeing y'all again. I met Rich for the first time, James Boyd. I mean, I was meeting everybody. Uh, I met the people from the Super J cast. I met Rich Krejci from the Voices of Wrestling, which was kind of awesome. Uh, I was like, I always wonder if that's his radio voice or if that's his voice. I'm like, that's, that's how, how he talks. That's how he talks. I'm like, dude. So it was cool meeting Rich Krejci. Uh I actually saw Joe Lanza, but he was on his phone. He looked like he was – intently doing something so well, he's, a good, he's a good family man a good family man so i just left him alone but i saw him <laughs> i know what he looks like now uh that's good uh I'd actually i'd actually hung out with joe the previous mania he's a real good guy actually but um what's funny is um i'd kind of put him over to the rest of the social suplex guys because they weren't really voices of wrestling listeners prior to last year and so they didn't understand why I was marking out from meeting him. I, you know, I was like, this is so cool. But now they're like avid listeners. So like Rich was like, uh, you know, Rich Latta was like, I want to go talk to him. What do I say? I was like, you walk up to that man. You say, are you the Kenta Kobashi of sex? <laughs> That's funny. 
that, that's exactly what they did. And he was like, "Yes, I am." Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, uh, it was. It was like I said, it was cool. But like he was obviously doing something. And again, in my Oklahoma nature, when someone's busy, you leave them alone. Apparently, in New York, you just go up to him, punch him in the chest, and say, "Hey, what up?" I don't know. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, apparently that's how it rolls in New York. Uh, I had a guy, a, a New York experience. I was ro- uh, going to uh, WrestleCon, and the guy was like, hey, hey. And I started looking around. He's like, no, you. He's like, I'll give you a couple of bucks to help me move a piano. Ooh, nah. <clears throat> and you know what? Nah, Steve. In my you head. Did it, you? No, no, nothing in that sentence sound appealing to me. <laughs> First of all, I don't need a couple bucks. I'm good. Uh, moving stuff on vacation, a piano, like my feet and legs are literally like, I was like, no, I'm trying to find out where I'm going. Uh, thanks. I'm busy. I feel like, I feel like your natural reaction would be, uh, I'm not going to do that, but here, I'll give you a couple bucks to help you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is more than, that's more of my reaction. I was like, I will pay somebody else to help you. No. So, and then it was funny because I went to the chase bank and i came out and i actually needed directions and he was like the only one in view and i just walked past him because i was like damn it i just said i was busy and now i'm still here i was like you you guys don't even you guys don't even realize how like generous like when uh floyd says he's generous like that's like a legit that's a shoot uh like the whole time we're in new york he's like let me buy you this i'm like no man i'm good let me buy you this floyd i'm good floyd always constantly it's awesome do people are like yeah i just i honestly it's just like one of those things it's like we we were at i guess uh one of the carts and the dude wanted a hot dog and he looked really hungry and he didn't have cash oh yeah i was with you yeah and i just like gave the guy the money and said that's cool he's like i can just venmo it to you i'm like dude it's whatever it's like i it's like when i'm on trips and stuff like that that's like I work hard, so I don't have to worry about money. You know, that's right. a very big thing with me. I work a lot of hours, so I don't have to worry about money. And I, yeah, I don't. I'm like, I was good. I actually, I actually, this is the mania. I did the best with money. I was super under budget on this mania. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't do so well. You know, most of the time I was fine, but then late at night, you have a couple beverages, and uh, you get home. You're like, where'd my money go? I don't know. What was I doing? Not sure. <laughs> Dude, if the but, uh, pe- people had showed up at that bar that night with us, yeah, I probably wouldn't have been under budget. <laughs> but um, I'm really glad to be on this show. One of the things I, you know, I don't normally put myself over very hard, and I'll be the first to say that I'm not the biggest contributor to Social Suplex. Um, you know, I would probably say a lot of that goes to uh, to Rich and Jeremy. They they kind of are like the masterminds behind everything. But I will take credit for this one thing. All Things Elite was my idea <laughs> um, because before the show like was birthed and, and you came on Floyd, like every like I knew as soon as like AW was a thing, I was like, we have to have a show. And everyone was like, yeah, we'll definitely get a show. I was like, no, we have to have a show. And it was like sometimes we can be procrastinators and like I was literally on like Rich and James every or I'm sorry, uh, Rich and Jeremy like every day I was like. We have to have a show. We have to have a show. Who can host a show? And like, we were like just racking our brains. And like, I was literally bugging them, like, because I was like, dude, AEW is going to be one of the biggest things like going. We have to be one of the first people to have shows for this. It's a big deal. And then, uh, you know, and then luckily we were able to reach out to you. And uh, 
you know, get you on board, which, you know, we were thrilled to, you know, have that happen. But, um, you know, I would say that like, this is one of the few things that I've ever been like, guys, we have to do this. We have to do this. And like, now it's here and you know, you're doing awesome. And I'm like, you know, it's like a reality and I'm like, Oh, it's so cool. I get to like be on the show that I wanted to be on our network for so long. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of crazy. I, I was doing my other show around the ring and it was basically becoming an elite show. You know what I mean? Cause I'm such yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I'm such a huge mark for the elite that I was talking about the elite, like a huge portion of the show. So when y'all came to me, it was like perfect. Cause I was, you know, I followed the, I followed uh, the bucks. I followed the elite. I, every piece of news that I can get, I was listening to Melter every morning just to try to find out new nuggets. So it was like, Oh, this is perfect. And I feel like my attitude in general, as far as my super positive attitude goes along with the lines what of the uh, uh what the elite are trying to put out so i think uh those two things line up as far as my consciousness and what they try to put out every week so i think this will be fun because i'm a big i like to have fun i love the shows and i think that's what they're trying to do i think they are trying to put out an atmosphere of fun yeah absolutely um and you know what's the the funny thing is like i'm I wouldn't say that I'm the biggest mark for the elite. Um, you know, my fandom of them obviously generates from me covering New Japan. You know, for for you know the past you know year and a half or however long it's been, and then my prior fandom of New Japan. So I mean, that's always been my exposure to them. And I'm I'm not one of these gatekeeper fans who's like, oh, they're ruining New Japan, the Western expansion. Like I I definitely appreciate them, and I, I've always been fans, but I'm not a super mark. You know. Yeah. For, for AEW, although I will say everything that they've promised and everything that that all the directions that they're taking the company have been nothing but like a, a breath of fresh air and, you know, a very promising thing. But I'm also a pessimist. So I'm like kind of I don't want to dive in full head yet and be like, this is the shit because <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm like everything that they're saying that they're going to do um would just be incredible if it happens, but I've never seen it in my lifetime. So I'm still a little hesitant, but like so far everything looks great. And I'm so excited for, you know, for this product. And um, I'm like kind of jealous that you have this show. Cause I was like, I wish I was covering the elite. <laughs> they brought, they brought me to new Japan and ROH. I hadn't watched new Japan ever. And I, I had, you know, been like in and out of ROH, but when Cody yeah. signed with ROH, that was my first show back. His first match with Jay Lethal in ROH was my first show watching ROH. Um, Cody's uh, Cody's first match with New Japan, believe his like first full match was at that Wrestle Kingdom against Kota, or is it was it Juice? I don't remember. Uh, the, uh, the Kenny Omega uh, 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 Okada Wrestle Kingdom. Cody yeah. was at, oh, Cody was on there. Do you remember who he wrestled? Yeah, he wrestled Juice. That was his debut match. Yeah, wrestled J Juice. That's what brought me. That was my first New Japan show ever. I had watched New Japan matches, but that was my first New Japan show ever. So the, I mean, that's that's like one of the all time greatest Wrestle Kingdoms. Yeah, the Elite brought me to New Japan. So and the Elite brought me back to ROH. I stuck. Now that they've kind of left, I still watch New Japan. I'm still going to the show. I'm still going to the show in July. I, I've stuck with ROH. I'm still an honor club member with ROH. So it's just like 
anyone that says, hey, they did any damage. No, they brought fans in. And I was able to see how New Japan uh, – <coughs> that was a bit Te- of a coughing fit. Sorry. Technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a, bit of a coughing fit. I was able to see how New Japan presented wrestling, and I fell in love with it. And I love New Japan and how they present wrestling. I, I don't think there will ever be a time in my life after this, that I don't watch New Japan Wrestling. Just because I know I love Okada, I love Ishii, I, I do. I love those people. But just the way they present wrestling is always going to appeal to me because they present it like it's a shoot. It's all about Taguchi. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, them hip attacks, them hip attacks is fire. I, I like the way he does comedy wrestling better than I like the way comedy wrestling is presented in almost any other company. Have you gotten a chance to check out much Michael Nakazawa yet? No, not at all. Oh uh, my god, you're gonna, bro. If you think if you think like Taguchi and Yano are clowns, like wait till you see Nakazawa. Like this man's different level. Like, oh my god. Are but you? Yeah, are y'all gonna be able to make the trip up to uh, Daytona Beach? You know what? I um, I'm glad that I am on this episode because we're gonna talk about the uh, the CEO show. Yeah. And I actually was in attendance last year. I'm hoping to go this year. Um, obviously, it's a lot of wrestling between the Mania weekend and then uh, we're going to be in uh, attendance at the G1 in Dallas with uh, you, <laughs> Floyd, which is going to be awesome. And then, um, you know, I kind of have a tough decision to make whether I go to Fight for the Fallen or whether I go to uh, Fighter Fest or whether I go to both of them. <laughs> you, it's sad. I can't. I. I can't go to either one, and that's oh, as the AEW person. Uh, that really does suck for me because I don't get to say I don't say no at all. You know, I go to everything. Well, I am also getting married in between those July 18th, so those two things are in pretty much a dead period where I'm not allowed to go anything. Well, here's here's the great thing: you don't have to be there because you're going to be able to watch it, you know, on Fight TV or whatever channels. That oh, that uh, broadcasting. Yeah. And with the connections that this network has and that you have in this industry, you're definitely going to have some sort of correspondent that's going to give you firsthand, you know, account what's going on, and you know, they'll probably be a guest on your show. So I mean, um, boom, it'll help you know progress what you're doing, which is going to be awesome. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I will not miss much after that. I. Whenever they do the TV tapings, wherever it is, I will definitely be there. Uh, and I know they're going to – I've heard the rumors about the Chicago show in Chicago Labor Day weekend. I definitely plan on being there because Chicago's my kind of town. Yeah. Well, yeah. the good thing is that these – you know, with the kind of schedule that's rumored, they're going to have plenty of shows. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think they're going to have a long future ahead of them. So, I mean – you know, it's it, it's there's just gonna be so many shows in the future. So I mean, plenty of opportunities. It's gonna be awesome. All right. So the big AEW news from last week, and it was honestly the biggest piece of news that came out of AEW was that Jr. signed with AEW, and he's gonna be a part of the uh, commentary team. I think he's gonna be more of the color guy, as opposed to uh, the play-by-play guys. Uh, is going to be dude. Damn it! I had his name like five seconds ago like committed to memory and I don't know why it's not coming to me right now. I might have just coughed it out. But uh Excalibur is gonna be the other color guy. What do you think about JR being on the team? You know, um I think that that's a really smart move, honestly, and I think it's a uh 
it, it, it's something that a lot of people have had a lot of opinions one way or the other on. You know, um, there seems to be a contingent of fans who are against it, whether it's AEW fans who are hesitant because of some of the um, performances that JR had when he was with New Japan. Um, there's also fan or, you know, people who I think are anti AEW who are like WWE fans who are like diehards and they're like, oh, well, these guys said that they were going to do something new and fresh, but, you know, they're turning around and hiring, you know, a washed up, you know, WWE announcer commentator. But I think a lot of people are missing the point when they say those sorts of things, because the reality is Jim Ross is one of the two or three greatest, you know, uh, color commentator guys ever in the history of the sport. Um, and beyond that, he also is the former head of talent relations for WWE and he's had his hand in some of the biggest, you know, wrestling companies, whether it's Mid-South, Jim Crockett Promotions, WWE, you know, and all the other ventures he's been a part of. He's one of the most valuable assets to a to a fledgling wrestling company that you could possibly have. So I I feel like people are being a little short-sighted when they when they um try to criticize this uh decision basically. And you know what? It is great to have you on cuz since you host um, you since you host the New Japan show, you have had the most recent interactions with Jim Ross from a critical point of view. You've heard his commentating and had to critique it, and the fact that honestly, kind of the fact that you're okay with it, kind of, kind of like you know, kind of puts in perspective that anybody that wouldn't be okay with it. The thing about Jim Ross is this: he while he was covering New Japan, and he would not take this as an excuse, he was kind of going through a personal tragedy in his life. So, yeah, that's true. And it was like, simply put, if if that happened to me right now, and you, and you were listening to this show every week, it wouldn't be very good. Because it would be the last of my focus in life. So, uh, he, I mean, unfortunately, he did lose his wife, so he was going through a lot of things. And, you know, AEW is going to be, I think, it's going to be a renewal for him. And he's going to be more of the color guy than the, uh, than the actual commentator, which is Alex Marvez. Yeah. Jim Ross is going to be more of the color guy. So he's not going to have to know the backstories as much as opposed to he can just add a little bit into, like, how dudes are working the matches, different mindsets of the wrestlers, how everything's put together, as opposed to being the voice. Like I even said, when he was on Access, I would have preferred Kelly, Kevin Kelly be the commentator and Jim Ross be the color guy. And I thought I, I thought he would have been well better at that because Kevin Kelly could have directed him at which one was uh, right. evil, which one was bushy. And Jim Ross could have just talked about wrestling, which he knows he has forgotten more about wrestling than I will ever know. So I, I just want to give that give that to shout out, and of course I have to defend my Oklahoma boy, Jim Ross. Uh, yeah, he's been. Can, he, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? We, yeah, I think we got uh, cut up a little bit. That's weird. Yeah, I was like, it was just a little pause in there. Uh, Justin Robert, okay. can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, we're good. 
what what I was saying was that we've we've actually had conversations in the past with Chris Charlton on our show, um, and I've also listened to uh, podcasts with Kevin Kelly. And something that they've talked about is how when you have somebody who's more experienced and senior on the mic, that they can kind of lead less experienced announcers who are very talented but kind of produce them. And throughout the years, I've heard many people say this about Jim Ross, whether it's uh, been Paul Heyman or Jerry Lawler or any number, even Michael Cole. Different guys have said that one of his key talents and one of his main assets, it's not just his ability to, to – uh, you know, create a moment and to call play by play, but it's the ability to uh, enhance the guys that he's with and kind of produce them, if you will. And so I think with Alex Marvez and Excalibur, who are both pretty talented, I'm not as familiar with Alex Marvez. I know his connection to, you know, to Melter and all that, but I've listened to Excalibur for a while. Now Excalibur is great, but he is a guy that needs a little bit of producing and a little bit of direction. I do feel like that's going to be Jim Ross's role. You know, even if he's not doing all the talking, but the fact that he'll be able to kind of sharpen everything and kind of direct everybody. Because I don't anticipate these guys having a Vince McMahon in their ear. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think that that's where one of the key benefits. The other thing, too, is, um, you know, with Jim Ross calling, you know, New Japan, it was very clear that this was not a product that he was a fan of. Honestly, I think that he was a fan of certain um, wrestlers and certain match styles, but the product overall was not something that he was passionate about. And it, it really came through, especially during the live um, commentating. So I do feel like in this case, it's going to be, like you said, a, a fresh start because, you know, you have to think about somebody's mindset. You know, if they're just calling New Japan and they know they're not going to be like, the main they're not ever going to go to Japan and be the play by play guy. What future does he have there? Plus he's not a fan. It's kind of like a dead end for him to a degree, even though it's a big company. Whereas here, this is something that he can really sink his teeth into and get excited about and feel like he has a purpose and a use and that he's contributing to building something. And, you know, I've always found that when people have a purpose and have direction of what they're doing, then it's, easier to get them to be passionate about it you know yeah definitely uh yeah i mean that's just human nature you're going to do a better job when you actually care as opposed to just drawing a check i yeah. mean and i think for new japan new japan was a the check they said hey call these matches then as we try to do our western uh western uh globalization and we're trying to move into the west and he was like that's a big check i'll take it yeah and like you know, and he gave him, he, 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 you know, I would say he gave him his best effort, but that would probably be a lie. <laughs> he gave them an, an effort. There, there, there were certain matches on access. If you listen to those, there were times where he was great. Honestly, I mean, I, I wouldn't knock him at all. And I mean, like I said, when you talk about Jim Ross, you're talking about Jim Ross being right up there with Gordon Soley. Yeah. You know, Tony yeah. Schiavone. I mean, you know, uh, Gorilla Monsoon. He's one of the all time greats. Um, <laughs> He's literally the voice of my childhood. Like, yeah. And, literally. And the, the, the target demographic that they're going after, you know, people that are in their, you know, mid to late 20s, you know, they are going for – obviously, they're going to also target a younger demographic, but they are trying to target the diehard wrestling fans who are in our general age range. 
we're very familiar with Jim Ross. You know what I mean? And so they're doing something fresh with Alex Marvez. They're doing something fresh with Excalibur. There's nothing wrong with mixing in a familiar name that not only are fans um, familiar with and comfortable with, but probably TV executives are familiar with. Advertisers are familiar with him. You know what I mean? The wrestling talent is familiar with him. He's big league. You know what I mean? If you want to have a big big league production, you've got to have a name like that. And so I think anyone who's criticizing it and saying like, oh, well, they're, that's such a cop out. and they're No, man, you're missing the point. This is one of the most talented. <laughs> yeah. You know? what, Chris, what Chris Jericho is to the roster, uh, Jim Ross is to the broadcast team. Uh, absolutely that's that's such a that's a perfect way to put it honestly yeah so uh they also announced uh alicia toot will be the backstage interviewer and justin roberts will be the ring announcer so i have those justin roberts if you're a wwe fan you've heard that name alicia toot has been more involved in wrestling over the last few years doing her interviews she's is it a toot or a tout it's a toot i actually I actually met her at uh, StarCast, and I asked her for the correct pronunciation. And uh, she said it is a toot, uh, a Canadian. So that's the, you know, she's like, you always try to, y'all Americans try to Americanize it, is the exact quote. She's like, it's a toot, not a tout. Wow. We had a, uh, we had an entire interview with her on, on Social Suplex, and uh, the interviewer called her a tout the entire time. <laughs> and she never, she never corrects them. But she I, never them. I, but I decided, you know, me, I, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for pronunciation, because, uh, and so I asked her, and she said it's a toot. Pull so it out here, big league in it. No, it's like it's like a poot, <laughs> and that's that's how I think. Uh, I think I think toot toot when I think of her name. That's how I remember it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with her. I know of her work with Impact, and then obviously she's been very involved with, uh, you know, interviewing people just in general in the music industry. Uh, so I think that's probably a good move. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are very familiar with her. Um, Justin Roberts, though, he's he's a great ring announcer. So I mean, they're, yeah. it sounds like they're really compiling a good like team right now for yeah. their uh, broadcast. He works at Oklahoma Indies a lot, so I've met him quite a few times. He's a oh, very nice. very tan person, very tan. It, it's always funny. I tell them that all the time when I uh, when I run into them. Like, just so tan. The <laughs> the other funny thing is they've they signed Hugo Savinovich, who was like the it, main um, commentator for WWE, like through all the '90s up until like the early 2000s. Spanish language announcer. I wonder if his yeah. t- I wonder if his table is going to be broken in uh, AEW. Also, I mean. Wrestling wrestling tradition demands that. Yes, you, you, the Spanish announced team, your table has to go down. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 